Ready to get your business social media on? Settle in, because leveling up your business social media is here on the eGen Solutions Podcast with host Jennifer Sennett. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of eGen Solutions Podcast. And today I'm excited to bring to you a wonderful writer. Her name is Karen McRae. Did I do it right? You got it. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> Karen McRae from Karen Writes. And uh, I've worked with Karen in the past, and I know she's worked with some really great companies. She's done a lot of content for small businesses, and that's why I wanted to bring her on the show is just so she can share some ideas and some tips. In fact, that's what she's going to talk to us about, easy writing ideas for small businesses. So with further ado, Karen, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started and say hi to everyone. Hi. Uh, so I have been writing since I was, I'm like middle school. I started, I not like journals. I started writing poetry, stories. I mean, anything I would just sit in, in high school. That was really my thing. So writing has always kind of been a thing for me. And um, I actually have a degree in creative writing. And so, yes, that means I spent four and a half years and tens of thousands of dollars to write poetry and short stories. And you know what that got me? Not a whole lot. I still had to figure out a career path. Yeah, but there. you're helping businesses and yeah, I, I know you've done you've done more. So keep going. Oh yeah. Don't be down it's, don't don't be hard on yourself. It's it's just I always think about I like I wish I could go back and tell, you know, like eighteen year old me, like, okay, writing is great, but let's have a focus with it. Like let's uh, poetry fiction. That's awesome. Do that on the side, but let's focus on something, you know, technical writing or conversion writing or something. So I fell into that just sort of naturally. I think the universe sort of pulled me along to it. And uh, now I feel like my style of writing is sort of poetic in a way. It's very, I try to sort of evoke emotion and make connections with people from what they're reading. And so I think that my background in poetry and all that sort of helps with that. And yeah, and so now I write for small businesses, medium businesses, doing any sort of online writing, blog content, website content, emails, social profiles, all of those things that you need online, like you need all this content. And this content helps you. It helps you when you don't even know it. And so it's really got to make an impact. And right. uh, that's kind of, that's right where I come in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell me a little bit about blog posts. There's a for lot we can say. So yeah, let's, let's talk about where we can get ideas for blog posts. Cause that I think is the, the one thing a lot of businesses struggle with. Yes. There. So blog posts, if you just sit down, this is going to sound cliche, but sit down and you write down all the questions that your customers ask you, all of the things they bring to you and all of the concerns. And those are the things you write as blog posts. There are different focuses for, I guess, blog posts or articles on your website. But if we're just talking straight, content that you want to keep refreshing. Um, I would start there. Start with your customers. What are they asking you? What are they saying to you? What are, how are you helping them? And you talk about those things, but not in a way where you're selling it. Don't come on and say, here's how I help you. Say, oh, this is a question and here's our professional experienced response to that question. Not just talking about like what you do, but how this helps people. Uh, another thing. Really, really good point is not to be a sales pitch. That's yes. important. Sorry. I just You're, wanted to bring that out it's, again. <laughs> it's, uh, yes. We, look, we cannot hammer this home enough. Don't talk about yourself when you're writing your blog post. 
Don't talk about what you do or your services. You are writing information to people who need that information. And believe it or not, the more information you give away, the better it's going to be for you because people are going to trust you. And so you really want to like give away as much of your knowledge as you can, like, you know, on a blog post and, uh, and that'll just come back to you tenfold. Just someone just start to write something like that. Where would they get their ideas for those types of blog posts? You, I mean, again, I used to go back through contact forms, like when people would fill out emails and the questions they would ask. So if you have some sort of online contact form, go through that. Maybe you won't get a whole lot, but you'll probably start seeing a theme of what people are asking. I also go to Cora. Have you heard of Cora? In fact, our last podcast was just about a business that she's jumped her, her traffic with the use of Cora. 400 questions she's answered. Oh, she's answered. Okay. That's, that's one way to do it. I also go and I look at like, what are people asking on Cora? And then what are people responding? And then you either, a lot of times, sometimes people have like good answers and you can, I'm not on Cora, but as for your own content, because you always want to bring the content back to your own website because that's your property Yep. and you own that. Right. And um, so I would take, questions and then give your own response. Say so-and-so answered this and I either agree or disagree or, you know, you, you put your own spin on it and you put your own experience to it, but you can find like topics that way. Well, and she actually, one of her comments, which I know is what you're going to go for too. So I apologize for jumping ahead a little bit, but her, one of her comments is she's like, there's a theme to almost all of these questions. And I feel like I'm answering the same thing. And it's probably very true because everyone has almost the same type of question about your business more than likely. Exactly. Exactly. And those are the things that you put that you would write about again, from your perspective and all that. And that's going to help. It's going to make you seem like an authority. It's going to help your search engine rankings. It's going to help people like know you before they even contact you. And that's really what you want when it comes to writing people to sort of feel some sort of connection with you and what you do, even before they call you or fill out your form or whatever. Yeah. And too, we've had a podcast about stock photos, same thing. They want what exactly yes. you said, the real you people want to see a real business, a real person. <laughs> So doing that through writing then could be a bit of a challenge. So what you're saying then is to really kind of take those questions, become the authority figure and don't be salesy is really the the takeaway from that. Absolutely. And to sort of circle around to another point to that, when you're writing this stuff, so you, so let's say, let's just pretend you've gone to Quora, you've gone through your contact forms, you've looked through your emails at what people are asking you and, and what are they saying and what are their pain points and their concerns. And now you've got a list of topics. The way you now want to write to those topics is by picking one person. Pick your best customer. Pick your favorite customer, the person you like talking to, the person that when they come in the door, you're like, yes, I get to see this person today. And um, Your perfect client. Your perfect, your perfect client, client is what you're looking for, yeah. Exactly. And you have a perfect client. We, we talked a little bit earlier about like personas and avatars and stuff. And when mm-hmm. you talk about personas and avatars, people go, Shh, I know who my client is. <laughs> okay, great. You know who your client is. You probably don't have it written down and that's fine. You don't need to write everything down, but you do need to have like one in mind specifically and talk to that person. So pick the person you like the best working with and who's 
also, you know, done a lot of business with you, not just a person you like personally and then, you know, but somebody you like personally and you like working with and working with them has been a give and take rewarding sort of situation. And you talk just to that person, not literally again, but like pretend that you're writing your blog post or your article for, with that person in mind. How would you talk to them? You're not going to talk in jargon and stilted language. You're going to have a conversation with them and you're going to tell them exactly what the answer is to the question and how the topic unfolds. You're going to, it's going to be a conversation. It's not just going to be, and this is how we help you unclog your pipes. You know what I mean? There's going to be more to it. That's more emotive and connective. Right. Right. And to you, you hit a really a nerve with me and that's using buzzwords instead and jargon instead of instead of real talk because you know you and I and even I've been guilty of this talking with other people or even in presentations and I'll use a word that I use every day and then if you look at your audience their eyes glaze over because they have no idea what you just said <laughs> right and then you have to explain it even more which is great because again like you said it's you're the authority figure and you're putting it in terms they understand. So that's huge. Don't be a buzzword person. <laughs> Get out from behind the jargon. People yeah. hate jargon. So it is such a turnoff. And maybe it's because I spend a lot of time online, like looking at websites. I would say but yes for you and I to a point. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Barf. And can I also tell you my pet peeve word? Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to cringe because maybe I'm, I'm using it. Go ahead. You don't. You don't. Well, not that I've seen. Okay. It's the word utilize. I don't think I've used that. Yeah, I don't think so. But that, that's a pretty basic word. Why? How, like, how can you phrase how you hate it? <laughs> I hate it because it is multisyllabic. It is, what, what are you achieving by utilizing the word utilize in your writing that you can't just use? Use. Oh. You, so you want to like break down everything's got to be simple, right? You don't want, and this, this, this affects like search engine stuff too. When you're using all these big highfalutin words, utilizes three syllables, you know? And I know we all know utilize, but it's like, don't mm -hmm. use a bigger word when a smaller word will do. So, you know, so that's a writer you, talking and writer <laughs> jargon right there, Karen. I never would have thought about it, but you're right. I mean, you're right. And even for SEO, I would say that people probably don't type in, in a Google search, the word utilize. They probably like, how do I use this? Why? Why would you type? The <laughs> well, oh, now I'm going to be overly conscious of... Uh, <laughs> If I see it in your writing, I'm going to get out my red pen and an be like, no. Or a text. Yes. can't believe you did that. <laughs> well, no, but you're exactly. right because you're making it more complicated than it needs to be, which kind of goes back to the buzzword. You know, it, yeah. buzzwords are great, sound fancy, but what do you actually do? <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Yeah. How can you help me? I don't care. Like, you know, when we have a conversation, we're not talking, we don't say things like, well, we've got to really figure out what our return on investment is and what our ad spend is going to, you know what I mean? That's not But I do use that because, see, now for my clients, return on investment is what I've gotten back, especially for my business. Well, how do I know I'm paying you and what we're doing is going to be a return on my investment to you? That's used greatly. So I think it depends, right? No? Yes, I do. Though I do think there's a way to sort of, well, if you're talking to a client and they're like a business person, they're the right, ones I'll back, that are saying. I'll back off on that one. 
but at the same time, I feel like there is a way to sort of phrase that that makes it a little more human and a little yeah. less like, you know, marketing robot kind of thing. Yeah, because really, really what people want to know is, again, in simple terms, and I would say that most people like yourself and myself, you know, we are experts in what we do. We've been doing it for so long, and that's why they're coming to us. So they don't want to hear all of that. They want to hear the simple terms because I'm making, that's my job, is I'm making your business and what you need simpler. Is that a word? Yes. Simpler? Simpler? Yes. <laughs> You're so self-conscious about everything now. <laughs> Our emails are going to get more and more terse and more just like single. Oh my goodness. Oh, it doesn't have to be terse. Sorry, totally. Another idea, another thing to watch out for, big blocks of text. Yeah. When you're writing online, it's great for books and novels, but when it's online, people need to be able to scan through what you're writing. Yeah. And so you want to like break up big blocks of text. You want short, choppy sentences, makes it lots of white space in between the words, makes yeah. it seem easier to read. Yep. So I do that a lot too. And then also in social media, um, long social intro posts. No, everybody wants short, believe it or not. Intro posts? Yeah. Like when you post something and you're talking about it before you post oh, oh, it, like I'm that good. intro verbiage, that's mm -hmm. what I call, see, look at, I'm using jargon. Mm -hmm. But it's it's the intro to whatever you're posting. Shorter's better. It, every time we've watched it, and some mm -hmm. some social sites longer, but because people's attention spans are shorter, they definitely so. are. You you brought up when we were talking. I'm looking at my notes here. You said you talked about using a client's language, but you also mentioned something about Yelp and Google, and I I thought that was really good. Can you kind of explain how you? want people to, to look at those two platforms? Yes, that's a, it's a way. So I think personally, it's really important to, you know, you shorten everything, take out the, the jargon and the business talk and you make it a conversation. And, but as a caveat to that is a little asterisk at the end of that sentence, you want to use phrases and language that your customers use yeah. because that's a connection that's like instantaneous, right? So if you don't have, um, I mean, even as an additional, if you don't have like contact forms or whatever with people uh, reaching out to you, uh, you can go to Yelp and find, or Google reviews, find a similar business. Yelp is a little easier to search than Google reviews. Mm -hmm. You find a similar business to yours and you look at what people are saying in their reviews. And I don't mean like the, you know, the everyday language -y kind of stuff, but I'm talking about like specific phrases. And you can go to a business right now and you could look through and you can find exactly like you'll, you'll look at it and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's like, they're like key phrases that have to do with the, the problem or the solution. So for example, again, I think I said something about a plumber earlier. Like if you go to a plumber's Yelp reviews, people are going to say things. And I'm not talking about the problem that's so specific as like my drain is clogged. That's kind of a no brainer. But I'm talking about things like, I was panicked because my pipe burst in the middle of the night. I didn't know what to do or who to call. I called the plumber and they came right out and fixed it. So when you start to see sort of the repetition in people reviewing things, when you see things like, I was panicked. It was the middle of the night. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle this. This has never happened to me before. Like those are the kinds of phrases that you might want to pull out and add to your own content because those are the things that are emotional you're pipe bursting in the middle of the night. Oh my God, what do I do? I'm panicked. I need someone to solve this right now because I don't want my, my house to flood. 
Like that's the emotion. That's a phrase you can tap into and bring into your writing. Yeah, definitely. And I love, love, love that you said to go look at your competitor. <laughs> yeah. Because you can learn so much on that. And are there other ways that you've utilized Yelp for that too? I just, yeah, I mean, I always go, I, I use it mostly for language. I see what people say about them. I see how, I look at how people sort of present themselves on yeah. Yelp because you, like, like you have to do, you got to be a little sneaky, do a little <laughs> reconnaissance before you start your own stuff because you want to know how to stand out. And that's what I was going to, that's what I was hoping you, you would say, you need to know how to stand out against your competitors. The, the thing is, it is now the information super ages here with the internet and you can go and see that and nobody will be the wiser, uh, but you can go and see how they talk about themselves and how people talk about them. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I don't care what kind of business you're in. I don't care where you are in the country right now. You go and look at your competitors, whatever you, if you haven't been doing it, whatever you thought about what you're saying about yourself, it's going to be wrong because I mean, it's going to be different. Like you're, you're, you're thinking, however you, I can't even, I, sorry, I'm getting so like, you're getting so excited because people don't, I don't think people understand. I don't think people realize what a gold mine it is. It is, it is such a gold mine because you can go and say like, that's how they talk about themselves. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I've been intimidated by this. Like I swear nine times out of 10, I go like for clients of mine and I'll look stuff up and I'm like, this is how they talk about themselves online. Are you, how are they in business? I don't understand. And that whenever you have that feeling is an opportunity. It's yeah. an opportunity. You open that door because you can now like, you can go and be what they're not. Because that's how people are. Like you can see, maybe they've got really like great stuff, but then you can see like, how are they being great? And how can you, like, what can you do to pivot from that? Like, how do you use that to your advantage? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, it's really fun sometimes to go and just poke around and see what people are saying. I have a, I have a client who's an enamel pin manufacturer and we're trying sorry, to figure what? Uh, like, you know, lapel pins, Yes. enamel pin, like a, like collectible, like if you go to Disneyland or Disney World, if you're in oh, Florida. Pins. Yes. So um, thank you. That's the whole collectible welcome. thing. Like it's major it's, stuff here in Disney. It's huge. <laughs> At Disney, it's huge. It's also huge for like independent artists who are trying to create a business out of their art because they're pretty affordable to manufacture and you can sell them for like oh my God, 500% profit or something, wow. you know, it's, um, I mean, I'm sorry. Have, it was like just a different, it was like left field. I went, what? Sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, no. Okay. Sorry. Go I'll, go I'll ahead, circle tell me, back tell around. Sorry, Karen. I'm listening. <laughs> sorry. So they, I'm in listening. So we're, <laughs> we're trying to figure out like a content plan because really what can you say about enamel pens, right? So we're approaching it from an artist perspective. But my point is, before I came to that conclusion about that's the way to proceed, like strategy-wise, I went and looked at a ton of enamel pin manufacturer websites, and they all looked the same. They all said essentially the same things. They were all very cluttered. They were all very busy. And they were all, like, they all, I don't know, they, they, they were all the same. So I was able to go like, okay, great. We have a real opportunity here because everyone's saying the same thing. We can talk about the art and we can talk about the artist and we can talk about the business of being an artist and all of that within this context of like, and here's how you do that. Like this is the vehicle. So we're in the process of kind of doing that. But my point is just that 
when you look at some of your competitors, you'll go like, everybody says the same thing. I can stand out here. You need to stand out. And I think too, um, I know just to get back to reconnaissance, I have, (laughs) well, but I have used, we're looking at, you know, competitive on social media. We, especially Mm. Twitter, when a lot of people like to complain and use Twitter sometimes as a quick, easy way to complain about a business or a product as we've seen. And if your competitor has complaints, it is a really great opportunity for you to reach out to that person that's complaining. (laughs) So, you know, never, yeah. And I've had clients offer a discount. Well, we're sorry to hear that that happened to you. Why don't you try us? Let's see if we can help you resolve it. And a lot of times um, my clients, the competitor has never responded because they're not on Twitter or they didn't, you know, they take days to look at it and whatnot. So I thank all of them, but (laughs) you know, looking at your competitor is so useful. I'm so glad you brought that up. Talking to one person, because we talked about that. Is that what you Mm -hmm. meant by just have your avatar, just have your, your vision of the perfect client down? Yeah, I think that's just an easier way to sort of think about it. Because if you start thinking about an avatar or persona, you start thinking demographics and all of this other information. But if you can just narrow down like one person, like, this is the person I'm going to talk to Joe from accounting at the plumber or something like I know how Joe thinks because I talk to Joe all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't actually talk to plumbers all the time. I don't know why I'm even thinking about plumbers. It's just, (laughs) I was wondering Um, if you have like client, a client that's a plumber that you had to work. No, I don't. I don't. I used to have a client who was a restoration service. Oh, there you go. Boy, you want to talk about some dry content. No pun intended. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know and that's the other thing when you talk about talking about when you have a restaurant or you have a bar you have like an entertainment or fun type of business it becomes a little easier to get content but when you have something like what widgets or a plumber there's only so many things that I think you can do to make it fun (laughs) one of them would be your personality without a doubt or the personality of team I would think but to get that in writing, I think would be so difficult. So your tip of, of going to the competitor to see is brilliant. I mean, that's, yeah. that's yep, where it's it at. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You can go look at your competitors and see what they're doing. If they're not doing anything, opportunity for you to do something. Oh, I if love it when doing, I see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they don't even have, like one of my clients is a therapy practice and it's like therapy practices are all the same online. And it's just, I mean, everybody's all the same online because nobody looks at anybody else. But it's just, yeah, it was, everything was sappy and sad. And I mean, and I don't say that, I mean, therapy is very important, right? But it's just, everybody approached it from the same sort of woo-woo feeling sort of place. And my client is like, no, we're going to attack it. Like, you don't have to feel this way. Let's make yourself critic. You're, I won't, you know, let's, Let's take that under control and like you can slap that self-critic around because you don't need to feel this way and you can feel better. And it doesn't have to be like sappy woo-woo stuff. We need to have a placard that's like, da-da-da-da-da, please, thank you for holding, da-da-da-da. Oh, we had to look, take a little break there. So we are back. I'm sorry about that, Karen. <laughs> Some noisy no noise problem. stuff going on around me. Um, so let's kind of, since I cut everybody off there, why don't we recap a little bit about what we talked about? Um, mm-hmm. Would you care to do that? The easy uh, writing ideas for businesses? These are things, again, you can, you can go back, just 
take these, try them, write to one person, pick your favorite client and make a conscious decision that that is who you are going to write to. So when you sit down to, maybe we can talk another time about a writing process. Sorry, this is a little off the wall, yeah. but like I have, a, I have a process for how I write and it's kind of, I mean, it's a multiple day process, but as part of that, you know, part of the process, you want to think about like, what's your goal for the piece of writing? So as part of thinking about that, you would write down, I am writing this to generate leads. I am going to write this for Joe at an accounting, you know, whatever, just as a reminder. And like, you think about Joe and what you would say to Joe or whoever. So one person, pick that person, write it down when you're going to sit and do your, your writing. So you remember. So that was tip number one. Um, tip number two is use your customer's language. That means go through your contact forms, go through your emails, your voicemails, uh, go through Quora, go through Yelp, go through, look at Google reviews, uh, and I mean, even depending on Angie's list, um, anywhere people leave reviews, you go through and you look and see what are people saying and how are they saying it, and you pull, you'll, you'll see a pattern and you pull those phrases or that emotion out of, out of those tips to use that language to make a pretty instant connection. And was there a third tip? Oh, for content ideas, again, going and looking at your competitors on Yelp, on their own websites, if you just Google, you know, keyword phrases for whatever it is you do, and you look at your competitors and you see what are they saying? What are they writing about? Are they writing? Are they posting socially? And then you look for the opportunity there to either how you can play off of them or how you can fill a void that they are not. Yeah, I think that's great. And obviously, here's the thing. When you mm -hmm. hire people to do your business, such as a writer or social media, there is so much because we have talked, and I would say that a normal business person, unless they're just starting out, because these are awesome tips for someone who's just starting their website and needs content for that website, who is trying to put together a, business, a marketing business plan of what they're going to talk about. This is the perfect thing for that. Mm -hmm. And, but also to know that when you hire a professional, this is your thought process. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so th this is everything that goes into writing a blog post or writing website content, plus all the research and the competitive analysis that goes on. You do that. And so yes. if obviously you're a professional and you do a great job, we've worked together. Mm -hmm. How can someone get a hold of you? And also, I know you're offering a free 15 minutes. So can you kind of talk about that? Sure. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, which is KarenWrites.info. Yep, you can oh, see gosh. it there. Oh my God, that startled me. <laughs> I know. Like, I changed oh, no, those of who are listening. I just like shared my <laughs> the screen and bum, bum, bum. There is her website. Here's my website. Uh, Karen writes, um, so you could also email me, Karen at KarenWrites.info. Uh, you can see in the corner I have a portfolio. Portfolio. You can check out some of my past work. Uh, it's kind of hard to capture writing in a portfolio, but I did my best. And so that's how you can get in touch with me. Yeah, it's Karen uh, I'm also, writes, plural. Karen writes, plural, yeah. dot info. That's. Correct. Not dot com, dot info. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. And um, yeah, if uh, someone reaches out and they mention the Egen Solutions podcast, I will be happy to provide a free 15-minute competitive analysis sure. just to kind of take a quick look at what your competitors are doing and, you know, give some suggestions for how I think you can probably like shimmy Upgrade. There. Yeah. Upgrade. <laughs> That's it.
I love it. Thank you so much, Karen. Can we have you back on again? I'd love to. Yeah, this is fun. This will be fun. Well, thank you and everyone else out there. If you haven't um, subscribed to the podcast that you're already listening to this on, please do whatever format you love. But if you want to see what Karen looks like in person, what I look like in person and all the facial like things that we do (laughs) and screen sharing, all that fun, come over to YouTube. EGen Solutions is our channel and subscribe there and never miss another episode. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.